Hey, before we get going, I just wanted to mention, if you're not someone who typically listens through the credits, and by the way, if you're not, you should be, if you're not, stick around this time because I've got a couple little things I want to make sure you know, especially if you're a relatively new listener. Maybe you've just found us in the past couple months or something. So enjoy the episode, then listen for that when we're done. Okay, let's do this. Nuclear. Now, is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or Coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, I'm really excited about today's topic because this is something that comes up a lot for me and I'm kind of curious to see if I'm actually right about what I think. You guys sent me sort of a sentence or, or I guess a, a question and answer uh, and, and I'll, ju- I'll just read it out. The question is, how are you? And the answer is, I feel pretty bad. Now you're asking me, uh, is this answer, I feel pretty bad, uh, right or wrong, or rather, is that is that the correct way to say it? And um, I think that yes, it is, uh, because you're you want an adjective after you say I feel, um, and so pretty bad seems like the correct answer. So that's what I'm going with. Is I that am right? very impressed, Fletcher. You had it. I mean, you not only have like taken away everything we're going to say. You're very succinct and you're very correct. Or you, I mean, I'm very correct. You're correct. Feel is a linking verb. So it takes an adjective. Feel in this case is an, a linking verb. So it takes an adjective, which in this case is bad. And you're correct. And it's one of those things. It's very hotly contested, actually. But I, now I'm going to make a little segue from bad and badly is what would you say if someone said, okay, you're you're doing very well. What would you say if someone, how do you feel in a positive sense? What would you reply? I would still say I, I, I feel good. Um, you would say I feel good. You don't say I feel well. I do not. And what further, I do not say when someone says, how are you? I do not say I am well, which a lot of people do. Uh, I say I'm good. Fletcher, I love you. <laughs> this is a pet peeve of mine because I'm a. I always say I feel good or good. Thanks. I do too. And so many people now. I don't know about. I know in Seattle constantly. First, I thought it was a Seattle thing, but then I've ta- asked other people. Everybody says I feel well now, and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and and this is. It, let's even take out the word feel because. Uh, what, what I hear a lot is I am well or I'm well. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. oftentimes, even after someone has said to me, how are you? And I say, I'm good. And then I'll say, how are you? And they'll say, I'm, I'm well. As, yeah, almost exactly. as if they're cor- correcting what I've just said. And, and it, it wants an adjective there, not an adverb. Well, the funny thing is, is well is fine if, if you're, I mean, it means technically you're not sick. So it's true. Yes, I'm well as opposed to ill. I suppose that's correct. Yes, but, but that's technically correct. But, yeah. but good is fine, and everyone corrects you. Well, I think we've finished the podcast right now. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> this episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell. Okay, obviously I'm kidding. We're not actually done. Let's uh, see where this all really takes us, yeah? Well, so let's let's dig in just just a tiny bit. I mean, we 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 know well well is an adverb, right? Yes, and good tends to be an adjective, although increasingly in 
American English in particular, good is becoming also an adverb, although I don't really like that. I tend to like to have good as, as sticking it with an adjective. And as a matter of fact, the Oxford English Dictionary very sternly calls it an Americanism as an adverb. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. I mean, you wouldn't, uh, it, it doesn't, uh, you wouldn't say, um, I don't know, he runs good, right? No. That, that's that's well, not you right. You could, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> you could, but as, Ro- as Ross said, I, I guess in that sense, good is starting to become that adverb. But it sounds bad and it's wrong. I mean, it's just plain wrong. So, so people say he runs well. And, and my assumption is this is why people say things like I am well, right? Because they're... Exactly. Because they say that, that, that you should follow a verb feel with an adverb well. But that's not technically, I mean, in this case, we go back to what Ross had said before. Feel is a linking verb, so it can be modified with an adjective. So the people that say on grammatical terms, no, you have to say well for, with feel are wrong, actually. Unless you use feel as a non-linking verb. I feel badly could be used in the sense of my sense of feeling isn't very good. Yes, I feel, I, I, that was, which is very odd. It's odd, but <laughs> so I mean, like, like you know, I, thing. I'm unable to feel things. Yeah. But that rarely comes up in conversation, does it? Let's take a simpler example. How about, how about the verb to smell, right? You, you, you would say it, uh, he smells bad and that means that he, uh, he has a horrible odor coming mm-hmm. off of him. But if you say he smells badly, that means that his nose isn't very effective. Right. Exactly. Correct. In that case, smell, and in the latter case, smell is not a linking verb. It's an it's a regular active verb. So we that's the day. I think that also creates the confusion because people we don't instinctively know what a linking verb is. We tend to be right. very sloppy no. with what they are. Then we also confuse it. So we have for a verb in some certain cases is linking, in certain cases it's not. The funny thing is though, is people get very like up in arms about the good. I'm going to use the good well because that's the one that I always run across more than bad badly. Um, they really get up in arms about it. I mean, like, as Fletcher had said before, they correct you by saying well after you've said good. I mean, and it's clearly like a pointed, I feel well, like you you ignorant moron. Um, but the funny thing was when I started reading about it was it's actually the whole well good thing really started um, getting big in the 19th century. In the, like the later 1800s, there was, um, it was in a book called Vulgarisms and Other Areas, Errors of Speech. You saw articles saying it's like, it's illiterate to say I feel good instead of I feel well. I, I like the Vogue. Uh, can I read to you guys the Vogue uh, admonition on, oh, I love on, that. on good and well? One of the most, this is Vogue from 1923. One of the most usual and most uneducated of all daily and indeed hourly mistakes is I feel good for I feel well. This is absolutely illiterate. Goodness refers to morality, not health. And I think that's sort of a summation of the attitude of the uh, late 18th and early 20th century. But but technically, in a in a grammatical sense, at least, it's not correct. Saying I feel good is correct. Fe- I feel good, right. Yes. But, but they were saying that I feel good is not the correct right. statement. They, they, were, they, right. were, they were being wrongly prescriptive. Which goes back a little bit to what we, we have recently talked about, which is that idea of, of hyper-correction. And this is like hyper-hyper-correction. I mean, people, as you said, people get up in arms about this kind of thing with the well and good especially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the bad and badly. The other one that drives me crazy, and this is something that actually Ross and I have not argued about, but um, when, you, when you're enumerating something, especially when you're writing, you say first blah, 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 second, blah, blah, blah. And most people think it should be firstly, 
Oh. And Ross, you've actually corrected me when I put first. A few times you've corrected it when we're writing to first Lee, and I always correct it back. And if I did, uh, I, I don't remember this. I think it's probably convenient lack of memory, but that's very <laughs> wrong. I mean, I sh it's not very wrong, but it's it's completely correct to say first, secondly, thirdly, or first, second, third. Firstly, actually, was um, roundly denounced by uh, Samuel Johnson in his dictionary, and many people since then have denounced it as well. It's now acceptable, but it's not particularly a good idea. The basic thing, what you really should do, and I, if I did it wrong, wrong or wrongly, um, <laughs> I stand corrected. Normally, the best usage is first, second, third, or first, secondly, thirdly. So, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So, secondly is okay, but firstly is not okay. Well, firstly is frowned upon. Mm -hmm. It's technically correct, but it's frowned upon. So, when you've corrected me, Ross, <laughs> I, I don't. Firstly, I don't remember this. <laughs> secondly, but actually, that leads up to another one, though, which I'm sort of curious about. Fletcher, do you say thus or thusly? I don't see either one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were to say one. <laughs> I would go with thus. If I were to write that in in a paper, which, I mean, and I say it that way because I would never, ever, ever just think to say that in casual conversation or in any kind of conversation if I hadn't written it down. But if I were to write it down and then say it, I would have, I would say thus rather than thusly. And you would be right. You would be completely correct. So where does thusly come from? That just seems weird. Thusly, oddly enough, is it's believed that it was originally made up by educated writers to make fun of people trying to sound like very erudite or genteel. So initially, the belief is that it was a fake construct to, to point out, like, you know, isn't this insane when people try to sound like upper crusty and la 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 la. Yeah, because the basic idea is that thus is an adverb. And it's what it's what's called a flat adverb and flat adverbs are adverbs that don't have ly on the ending but then by the 1800s everyone thought gee adverbs should have ly's at the ending in all cases so they chucked an ly and in effect thusly is a double adverb thus is already an adverb and then you chuck on ly and have a double adverb now, interestingly if it were a double adverb then could like, would it be like a double negative which means it's no longer an adverb because you're having an ly <laughs> i never <laughs> thought of that point one to ponder. <laughs> i don't think so but the weird thing is, it's, it's you. I mean, I would have thought that that was only used, you know, like by someone trying to sound smart, but it's used a fair amount in, um, we found it um, in newspaper articles, current newspaper articles, thusly, which, which I found really surprising. Yeah, the LA Times of uh, the 18th of July, right here, 2019. McElroy's nightmare opening hole unfolded thusly. His first drive hook left out of the bounds, out of bounds. I mean, they're, they're just right there. It's used for, although there is one case where I think it might be useful. I'm going to throw this out to you guys. Let's, what does thus mean? Thus means basically two things, as a result of or therefore, or it means mm -hmm. in the manner now being indicated or exemplified. And this guy on a blog had a really good idea, point with this one. I'm going to repeat a sentence, and we're going to talk about what thus means. Okay, because the treatment was said to be efficacious and thus reported by the national press, many were persuaded to try it. I'm going to repeat it. Because the treatment was said to be efficacious and thus reported by the national press, many were persuaded to try it. 
Now, in this case, thus... I think I see what you're going to say. Go ahead, because I think you're right. Thusly makes it, it sets it off then, so you realize that it's how it was described, not then it was described, right? Boy, everyone's so smart here. Brilliant. You're right. Exactly that, because if we have thus reported, it means therefore, that means the um, treatment was efficacious. If we use thus in the first definition as a therefore, because the treatment was said to be efficacious and therefore reported by the national press, or because the treatment was said to be efficacious and thusly reported, they're completely two different meanings. To be honest with you, though, I would have added the sentence to be different anyway, because I think it's very clunky. I actually agree with you there, too. I would have dumped the thus at the, uh, from the get-go. I agree with you. But for some interesting reason, I sort of think it's okay, I, I mean, it, to use it like as that sort of in order or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being silly about it. But it doesn't really bother me. I don't, does it bother you guys or not? Thusly? Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like thus or thusly. I, I When I'm editing other people, uh, and, and admittedly, I edit people um, for for the ear rather than for print. Um, so so I, I try to edit them so that they are speaking like normal human beings. So I pretty much always just, just find another way to say it rather than using the word thus or thusly at all. I'm with you on that. I mean, and, and, not, and for print as well, personally. I think that we should write more simply. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a muscular writer. Yeah, I don't use it either, but I want to throw another sentence out and see what you guys, how would you re-edit this? Let's just see. The logic goes thusly. Stop Huawei being able to use Google's version of Android, and then Huawei will end up developing its own version of Android. I would say that the logic goes like this. I would. That's exactly what I would have said, yes. The only problem I have with that, just slightly, is if you're writing like a, let's say, my ex-State Department talking. If you're writing for the State Department, the logic goes like this sounds a little casual. See, but that's what I prefer. I think that we should get rid of all this stodgy writing. I detest stodgy writing. I really do. I mean, for yeah. print as well as for the ear. And and I really think that, I think it's a problem. I, I think there's this weird bifurcation right now in, in language. I think on one hand, you've got people writing like really simple, like, you know, stuff. And on the other hand, you have the same people, like when they try to write something. I see it online a lot. Like these really, really dense fat yeah, sclerotic no, right. paragraphs with like these big multisyllabic words and you're like oh for heaven's sakes i mean like you're trying to sound smart and i think i just want to like you know scream okay so we're done with thusly. But i feel very strongly I... about this as you can tell. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's get rid of thusly no one used none of us use it apparently and we're all agreeing and i'm a little bit more saying i'll accept thusly you guys are really against it i don't think it's a big deal because i don't like thus or thusly myself so right that's really what it comes down to i i mean i it, I don't have a problem with thusly versus thus. I just have a problem with either one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, just circle back just a bit um, and talk about, you, you mentioned linking verbs. How are we to know when we're speaking or writing, whether we're dealing with that and, and, and whether we need to be using an adjective or an adverb or what to, to describe what we're talking about. A linking verb basically takes an adjective when you're describing how someone feels or something. And a linking verb is a... Um, it links the subject with the rest of the sentence. It's not, a, it's, not an act, it's not an action. No, it expresses a condition or relationship. He appears upset. The eggs smell terrible. You look tired. Well, we're going to the feel, like she feels bad versus like she, she, that's her, as opposed to she feels bad, as opposed to she's feeling something. And that to me is the clearest example of the difference between a regular verb and a linking. 
Yeah, it expresses a condition. It's not really referring to 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 uh, an action. An action. Yeah, it's information about the subject, a condition, a relationship. It doesn't show action. It just links the subject with the rest of the sentence. That's it. Well, it's like the, all the bees, like like I I am, he is. Those are all linking verbs because. The condition of being is not an action. It's just like you're being. Right, exactly. And so so when you say something like I am well, that means technically that means something like I am I am good at being. Yes. But I mean the one problem with linking verbs is there you can't have a list of them and then necessarily say this is always a linking verb. We talked about that with smell. Um Kathy looks unusually pretty today. I do. It's uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> the looks can be, I mean, looks in this case is, is a condition of a state of Kathy's being. But well, interestingly, all the verbs that have to do with your senses are linking verbs, but they can also, they don't have to be linking verbs. But you can also look at Kathy and that's, I'm looking yeah. at Kathy and that's a, um, now that's an And noting how gorgeous she looks today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, the, one of the, 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 most difficult examples here is the good well example um and and we've we've all established that we hear a lot of people say something like i am i am well when you ask them how they are um and and obviously you know we're not going to go around correcting people who say that but it happens it happens a lot now just what do you how do you feel about that? Is, is that is that okay at this point? Technically, well is okay if you're speaking about your health. Right, but I you're am not well as opposed to I am not well. I am ill. Right, but usually you're not. Usually someone you know it's just it's saying it just is like yeah, I'm, life is okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. I mean, I don't I don't say anything. I, I but I but I I, I do get irritated because I say I'm good or I'm great, and I get really irritated when they correct me. I do because I'm saying good is fine. It's grammatically sound, and 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 they seem to think that saying good is is uneducated. And as that thing that Ross read from Vogue is, I'm acting like an illiterate boor by saying good, and I'm not. Yeah, I agree with you on that completely. So you can say good. Them saying well is not technically wrong because they are not sick, presumably. But but to use it, you're right. To use well meaning like you know oh everything's fine is technically incorrect but but it's it's so close to, because most people it's just so colloquial at this point i i just like you know shut up and deal you know calm down <laughs> as much as i can <laughs> yeah i certainly never correct anyone but i do you know it does it does irritate me when i can tell that they are correcting me by replying that way after i've already said i'm good <laughs> yeah no i agree with you Interestingly, it's thought that the whole um, you not don't use good instead use well. They think that it possibly started um, in the 1800s when when they were saying that people did good rather than um, he can do it as good as anyone else is the the example I have from a book called Vulgarism and Other Areas of Speech and it should be he can do it as well as anyone else can. Mm -hmm. A person cannot do a thing good. The proper word to use as well. That's obviously correct. And it's thought that then it sort of oozed into the rest of the language, like how do you feel, not doing good, but feeling good, um, became incorrect or thought to be incorrect. Well, uh, honestly, I'm glad you guys vindicated me on this, and uh, I just want to say uh, I feel good. Can we start singing James Brown now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. 
an email from a listener uh dick hi dick thank you <laughs> um saying that he enjoyed the uh podcast and they said even though your focus is mispronunciation i can't help but ask about something that's been bugging me and maybe a lot of other listeners too this is it words usually nouns that in the past were singular and are now treated as plurals examples are team crew enemy and congregation when i hear or read are or were after these words i just cringe the change seems to have been during the last decade or two. If these words are now plurals, how can there be teams, crews, enemies, and congregations? Are they plurals of plurals? Weird. <laughs> weird indeed. And it is weird, Dick. <laughs> I'm with you. I know. <laughs> the language is weird. This is an interesting case, though, of in Britain they do one thing, and in the States we tend to do another. In Britain, collect these are collective nouns. And in the States, they usually take a singular verb. In Britain, they quite often take a plural verb. Technically, both are correct, and it can tend to be a matter of emphasis in terms of if you're talking about the collectivity as a complete singular thing, the team, you could take a singular. But if you're talking about you're basically focusing on members of the team, it takes a plural. But I don't think it's a really big deal, although I agree with Dick, I tend to use the American singular. So you'd say something like the team is on the bus rather than the team are on the bus, but they aren't necessarily technically, one isn't necessarily technically wrong. No, but as Americans, we tend to say the team is on the bus and we very happily do so. Well, that's a thing that always drives me crazy with British sports coverage when it's like, you know, like Arsenal are this and I just can't handle, I get, it sets my teeth a little bit on edge, even though it's right. I cringe when you hear Manchester are on the pitch. It's Manchester is on the pitch. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Ross, actually, I was gonna use exactly that example, Manchester, but but they also do it uh, when, when they're talking about, uh, say, countries in the World Cup. So Brazil are, yes. are moving on. Yes. And, in, and that the World Cup is another great example because I was ready to scream on that. I'm wondering, though, back to like Dick saying that like he's noticing it more in general. And I would like to address this in another podcast. I'm noticing there's a slipping into American or uh, uh, lang- American English. I'm seeing more and more Britishisms and uh, Auss- Aussieisms, a lot more. And I'm wondering if this is yet another example of that, like sort of we're, we're adopting British ways, just as the Brits adopted a lot of Americanisms. That's interesting. I wonder, do you have any idea why that might be the case? Just more British culture coming this way? or Very well could I think, be. I, I think it's a little bit more British culture. I also think it's because a lot of times Americans think Brit stuff sounds classier. Well, that's certainly I really true. Do. I think it's part of that. Yeah, you're definitely right about that part. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, mean I think Kathy may have a real point there because I'm thinking just simply of soccer or football, if you want to call it that. I mean, we I really didn't watch it as a kid. But then as I got older, I started watching it and listening to it. And I did, I mean, we we're talking about Manchester R. I did hear that sort of um, plural, I think, via soccer, actually. And then it, it kind of translated into other things. So I, I do wonder if it is a, it is a Britishism. A Britishisms are actually entering the country via things like that. One thing I want to say is sometimes, though, I mean, for all of the we're saying, like, okay, typically Americans do the collective noun with, with a is as opposed to an R. But sometimes there was an example I had found on a blog, which is true, of when the right way sounds wrong. And this this is a grammatically correct sentence. The majority of the population is English speakers. Right. 
And that sounds just, it, it stops you, doesn't it? It does. A little bit. And that reminds me of something like um, the word none. Uh, often you would say something like um, none, of the, none of the people are in the room when, when really if you're referencing none, shouldn't it be none of the people is in the room? Actually, it could be technically, yeah. but it can actually be correctly either. Either or either. <laughs> Again, as with as with the team crew, etc., either one is correct. Is technically correct. Please explain to me again why it's okay to use either one. Oh, for plural for uh, collective nouns. Is or are? Yeah, team is or team are. Why? Why is? Why is it okay to use either one? Just because it always has been. I, I mean, British English is where we, as we said, you more often see collective nouns as 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 um you do it either way as either singular or plural. My family is, my family are. Here we tend to do just this. It's, it's much more preferred to do singular. But when you think about it, a collective noun is a singular grouping, but it represents individuals a in a group. So right. therefore you could like make a logical statement that in a sense you're talking about a whole bunch of people, but in another sense you're talking about that bunch as an individual thing. So that American might go, well, that bunch is a single thing. A Brit might go, well, that bunch is a collectivity of many things. So we're going to use a plural. American goes, no, but it's one thing. We're going to use a singular. I think that tends mm. to be the, the case. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petrus's most recent book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They've got a number of other things either coming out soon or in the works, and you can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. And like I said up at the very beginning of the episode, just a couple things I want to mention. If you found us fairly recently and you've been checking out our back catalog, first of all, welcome and thanks. But also, there's some chance you haven't got all the episodes there. Apple Podcasts only carries our last 20 episodes for, well, kind of boring reasons, so I won't really go into that. But if you've listened back and you haven't heard the episode about the champagne, I'm not going to say the name because that's the point of the episode. If you haven't heard that one, you haven't heard them all. Right now, you can find all of them at KMUW.org or on the KMUW app, and we're working on getting things going so that all of our episodes will be available again through your podcasting app as soon as that's possible. So sorry about that, but we're getting it dealt with. And a smaller thing, but still a thing, sometimes I mention you should go back and check out, say, episode 22 or episode 14. Yeah, I noticed Apple Podcasts doesn't actually list the episode numbers. The issue here is that I am really not very smart. And also, I guess Apple told us not to put the episode numbers in the titles. That's outside my purview. Anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that I realize this now, and hopefully it hasn't caused you too much trouble. All right, I think that's it. We'll talk to you again soon.